Right, right. We had the idea. Bokertov, we had the, 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 the beautiful idea explaining what happens to you, Shalim, whenever everybody comes with all their masrot and all their gifts, when they have to come and spend it in Yerushalayim, we said it creates a culture of, of giving and joy and happiness. If you want to get uh, deep for a second, I was contemplating a little bit the relationship between happiness and giving. Now, this is, this is, very, this is like a Clarity Podcast yeah. material. Maybe I, I, may, I may make it the, the theme of the, the Clarity Podcast today, but I think it's uh, just an interesting philosophical idea to delve into. We humans, we have obviously two parts to, our, to ourselves. We have our body, which represents the physical, the side of us that's, that's the, the purely physical that expires. And then we have the soul, which comes from Hashem, right? We have the body and then the body has a soul and the soul comes from Hashem. So the soul is everlasting. So what happens when the body expires at the end of time or at the end of our time here on this planet, the body expires, but the soul lives on. And that's what the soul goes to Olam Abba. And that's, that's basically Jewish theology in a nutshell as it relates to these things. The thing about that body and the soul comparison is that the body, of course, when a person indulges and sticks close to the body, what, what happens is that it's, it's not a, uh, a good means to achieving happiness. And the reason being is that let's say a person spends their whole life just working out to, as, as if their goal is to work out their body and they devote all of their energies to working out and making their body look good. Now, what happens by the end of his life? Well, the body goes away, right? So, so there, yeah. So there's a certain element of it, it's kind of impossible for a person to achieve happiness by means explicitly by means of the body. However, when it comes to the soul, the beauty of the soul is that it's everlasting, right? So the idea is that when a person lives a life of the soul as opposed to a life of the body. The person lives an everlasting life as opposed to a life that expires and whatever the person does remains forever. So if a person wants to achieve meaning and joy in life, you cling to the soul as opposed to the body. Okay, that's the premise. Makes sense? It's a pretty, pretty irrefutable logical argument. Now, the idea of giving. So, so here is the test that I, you, you set up for yourself if you want to, to see what are things that will make me happy, what are things that are part of the soul and what are things that are part of the body. If you want to see what is part of the body, then you look at the tendencies and the natural state of the animal kingdom. Because the animal kingdom represents us, our bodies, without a soul. Because they don't have that, that spiritual element of the mind and the soul that we have. Okay? So, do animals have a concept of, of altruistic giving? Yes, some do. No, 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 no. No? I don't think, I mean... Like a mother... The know. mother. Okay, that's the, the, the case of the most extreme giving that you see in the animal kingdom. That's for the like purpose of the... It's the, for the purpose survival, of... Survival of the it's, sur- the it's survival of their stock. The stock yeah. Meaning it's for, the, it's for the perpetuation of their species. They're hardwired to, to do things for the sake of their own... Of their own stock, Not of their own. Going to go give some random exactly animal, an, a, an animal. If they're hungry, if they're hungry thing, they yes, die. That's yes. Their an animal won't set up a. For example, an animal won't set up like a, a charity box or like a, a food, a food. Uh, what's it called? Uh, 
um, yeah. a food bank, food bank. For, for other animals to come who are hungry. Or an animal won't go and see, oh, miskan, this animal is hungry and it's dying. Let me go kill a, I don't know, let me go kill a deer for it and I'll bring back the meat for it. That's not the way animals operate. Animals are operating in their narrow sense. They're, narrow, they're operating for their own sake. So it's a very selfish, selfish thing. And that's, that's because they have no capacity for, for thinking outside themselves. So the capacity to think outside of your, your immediate self, outside your body, and to focus on other people and to give in an altruistic way where there's potentially nothing in return for you, that's definitely not coming from the animal side. That comes from our spiritual side. And that's why giving makes us so happy. Because when we give, we're engaging in a spiritual activity. We're engaging in something that's, that's, that's meaningful in an eternal way. And that's why whenever we give... There's joy attached to it. So it's Vesamachta, uh, you and all of the people. So that's like a little bit of the philosophy behind the, 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 the idea that, that you will be happy with the Levi and the Ger and all the people because you're going to be giving to them. And there's a very intense relationship between these spiritual acts of giving and joy. Yes, okay. Yesterday we left off, we were, t- we were talking about the Kashrut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, want, we have to discuss the Kashrut a little. And um, the first thing you, you see about Kashrut is that for some reason it's intimately related to the Korbanot. Mm-hmm. Now you would think, what is the relationship between Kashrut and the Korbanot? I mean, on the, there's, on the one hand, I, I just want to eat meat. And, and the korbanot are a separate thing. They happen to be with meat, but, but, but that's just a separate ritual activity. But anytime you see the laws of kashrut, they are attached, for some reason, to the laws of korbanot. And in fact, this parasha, we're going to see, this parasha has a bunch of laws of kashrut. And it's in the same parasha where we're talking a lot about this, the bringing of the korbanot, specifically in the Beit HaMikdash. And then on top of that, and you're allowed to, where to, do we, to, to do shechita in your home. Where do we, forget, forget the shechita in your home. Where do we learn the idea of shechita in the first place? Yeah. Where is the kosher shechita from? Sinai, no, no it's, it's Torah, to, I'll explain to you why it's Torah, Torah Moshe Misinai. It's the Halakha Moshe Misinai. If you look, it's in this week's parasha. Vizavachta, mibekarecha, mitzonecha. Can you find the pasuk? Yeah, it's, uh, I just had it here. No, uh, no. What is the actual exact meaning of the word shechita? It's chet aleph. I think shechita is a uh, slaughter. Yeah, it's it's a it's a halachic word. Meaning, it's not the word used in the chumash for slaughter. Uh. Meaning it does, it does, we have, we, do we have the word? The, the word used in the Chumash is Vizavachta. Oh, you, you found it? Yes, that's the one. Pasuk Kaf Aleph. Kaf Aleph, where? Here. So the Pasuk we learn here. When the place that God picks for you to put his name there is too far, you will You will slaughter from your sheep from your flock and from your sheep as God has given you, based based on how much God has given you. Okay? And you can eat wherever you live as you wish. What's the idea? The, the, 
the pasuk is telling me, if you can't bring a korban, if you if you think that I may not be able to bring a korban, so I can't have meat because until now I've only been eating meat in the context of korbanot, the pasuk is saying no, you are still allowed to have meat outside. Just use the, just vizavachta, and the word vizavachta is like zevach. It's like the word used for korban also, and this word vizavachta is the main. I'll show you what the pasuk does. This vizavachta, you will slaughter from your flock and from your sheep. as I commanded you. So what do the chachamim tell us? Where do we have the laws of shechita? It's for korbanot. No, I'm saying, but where where do we learn the laws of shechita? We, we haven't oh. seen any of the laws of the shechita. So the chachamim say. They're all halachal Moshe Misinai, meaning they're not in the Torah, no, that is Moshe. but they're laws that we have tradition of from Moshe, from Moshe Abenu. By the way, that is the meaning, if you ever want to know, what is halachal Moshe Misinai? So there are two, two levels of understanding what that means. Halachal Moshe Misinai are laws that we don't necessarily know where they're from in the Torah, but we have a very, we have a very strong and irrefutable tradition about it. Okay, that's what at least the Rambam's interpretation of what halachal Moshe Misinai means is that when we don't have specific sources for the laws in the Torah, but we don't have any argument about them either because they're so, they're so, uh, no, they're so established, they're so established in Jewish in Jewish halacha. So, so this is halachal Moshe Misinai because we have this one word vezavachta, and we have no talk about the laws of it. Hashem says, "As I commanded you," which indicates that Borei Olam had given him something on the side explaining what is supposed to be done. But the key that I want to, and that's why these are all halachal Moshe Sinai. But the, the key thing that I want to focus on is the fact that there is such a strong relationship between the korbanot and the eating. And what Rabbi Maruf explains about about kashrut in general is that the laws of kashrut are are there. I mean. It gives you a kind of a, a deeper understanding of the laws of kashrut in general. So you could look at all the different laws and see why they're like that. But the laws of kashrut in general, they're tied to the korbanot because we're supposed to be focused on, on the idea that we don't eat for the sake of just pleasure. When we eat, when we, when we as Jews eat food, it's for, it's for an elevated purpose. We eat... For more elevated reasons, we, we don't. Use, we may sustain ourselves so we can learn Torah. We sus- so we exactly. Can, we sustain ourselves. Yeah, I was gonna say that, and that, that's another. An animal, an animal just eats for the sake of eating, but we we sanctify what we eat. So everything we eat is kind of like a korban. Everything we eat is has this purpose behind it. Otherwise. That it's foolish. Right. We we don't we don't live in the world of animals. I also heard something so seder, beautiful. Right, right. Seder, and that's why, by the way, these all we have so many. Every time there's a soda. Very important. We have Jack Mason said it best. They tried to kill us. They didn't succeed. Yeah. Let's eat. Let's eat. Yeah, but we have we have so many laws surrounding eating. By the way, you want to hear a general rule. And this is just something I'm thinking off the top of my head. You could disagree, but it seems like the more innate and and uh, and like uh, basic the desire is, the more halachot we have around it. Uh-huh. So eating and sex, both very, very, very natural and, and personal instinct survival instinct survival instincts. It is those specific instincts that actually earn the most halachot. Wow. And, and, and the reason, oh. the, 
the reason that we control them exactly they must be because these are instincts that can become animal instincts that can that that can take us into the realm of pure animalism but the yahad the jewish way is to take them and curtail them and control them right so that that's like a a, a bit of a philosophical thing i've heard something once very short very beautiful very beautiful you know somebody from the outside asked me you know why what you have to eat why can't you mix Meat, milk, you know, someone who's not Jewish. Let's We're going to discuss that they specifically. Don't they don't understand that. Why can't you, why do you, why does, does it make sense? Why are you just following a rule? What, why, you know, like it's just, it could have been like anybody wrote it, wrote it and you were following a specific thing that maybe is relevant or not. I said, you're missing the point and it's something very beautiful. He said, Judaism, it's all about making sure, what is, what, why was Beit HaMikdash destroyed? For Sinat Chinam. Talking not loving your fellow being. It's all about human relation. So when you are careful of what goes into your mouth, you're also careful, also careful, careful of what comes, comes out of your mouth. So you don't hurt people. This wow. is what this is what kashrut is. You're mindful. That's beautiful. Of, you're always mindful of whatever. What, it's part of the general theme of what we're saying that that when we eat and when we do all these very innate bodily activities, Yadut always takes it and tries to make sure we don't lose focus on the fact that we as humans don't just do these things to survive. We do these things to live. There's a big difference, right? We're not doing things just to survive in the animal kingdom. We're doing things to give us means to, to doing something a little bit more elevated. We take what that physical and very bodily activity and we take it from the category of the animal side and we move it into the category of the human and the elevated side so that it becomes something eternal and everlasting. And that's why for us, every meal is tied to korbanot. We don't just eat meat to eat meat. We eat meat in the service of God. So that's, that's the idea there. Now, in terms of the lot of Ashel Gediba Chalevimo, do not cook a thing in his mother's milk. The idea that there is depth behind it, I, um, is it in the morning of Uchim? But I've, I, I, I've heard it from the, one of these Aleph Beta classes, and I think there's a lot of truth to it, that the, the flesh of an animal represents kind of like the death of the animal. And now the milk of the animal represents life. The milk is a life-giving food, and the flesh is what you, can achieve, what, you, what you can take after the animal is killed. So you have the death of the animal and the life-giving force of the animal, and what we realize when we separate the two is that we don't take what gives the animal life and we don't and mix it with the death. We separate the life from the wow. death. So yeah. there, it's it's a beautiful concept. Also, I, I heard it. There is an excellent, excellent uh, class that I'll send maybe in our in our in our chat. Um, I heard this week Aleph Beta. I, I speak I, about I, them sometimes. I, 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 you listen to them. Yes, so podcast? no, it's no, no, a no, it's, it's a beautifully done video beautiful. where they discuss this topic that we're discussing today. Cartoons and, and yeah, they do with cartoons yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. and and sure, it's not they're not they're not low level ideas. They speak uh, elevated yeah, ideas. I personally, I, again, I always say this, I have two problems with them. One, sometimes I think they they stretch a little to make a point. Two, they don't read Hebrew well. Okay. Meaning they're religious and everything. I know it's an Orthodox rabbi, but for some reason, that, that, they they don't they don't they don't they don't very pronounce nice. the Hebrew nice. words well. So my concern is that if you don't know how you're pronouncing the Hebrew words, you may end up misinterpreting and, and things like that. You may insert meaning where it doesn't exist because you don't. No, no, oh. they do it. They do a good enough job. They do a good enough job. Nice. You can't be so. Nice. You know, everything comes with baggage. There's nothing perfect in life. But, <laughs> but, uh, but um, no, no, they're very nice. I, I will nice. send. And he, they talk about this very idea of the kashrut and things. I'm gonna send it because I thought it was minutes, a beautiful. Minutes, minutes, it was a 
15 minute video, well done, animated, and it talks a lot about these ideas of Kushan. Is that a weekly thing? It's something I can watch with my son? Yes, yes. Deep, deep ideas, I'll send you. They're beautiful ideas, and, and they speak about the ideas. With, I, I, I could tell cost, you guys are enjoying these uh, ideas today. And, uh, $80, $80 a year, but worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The give you free, kid. then after... No, it's very, very good. And, and they've been giving like discounts for COVID because they know people are home. and people, So, so yeah, it's very good. Okay. We didn't do any psukim. Let's do some psukim. No? <laughs> You know, you talked about material. We talked about materialism or spirituality or, or doing all these things. Right now, during the COVID, you mentioned we everything was shut down: clubs, bars, restaurants. Mm -hmm. The only thing that could not be taken away was learning Torah. Think about it. Everybody else who had a life that was fake and was out there and do that, that all of a sudden could not do anything. They're sitting at home, going getting depression. They have because it's empty. It's, it's yeah. fake. It's external. But your Torah, whatever, it doesn't make a difference, doesn't whatever, it? Whatever. just actually even elevated. <laughs> right. We had to, this was a kor kor uh, korban also. Yeah. This COVID was a korban. Wow. It also starts with a C. All right, let's, let's okay, let's do a few psukim because we're out of time. We, uh, of we time. had a good time today. So we, so we, we learned, we learned yeah, interesting we ideas. We had a couple of psh. Yeah, you had, a, you had a couple of psh moments, exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay. If I take a couple of those, I'm good. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, we let's do pasuk of bed. Ah, kasher yachel tatzvi v'tayal kento chelenu atamev v'atavor yachdav yochelenu. As you eat a okay, difficult pasuk to interpret. Uh, I'll translate it, but I will leave it uh, with a question mark. As you eat a uh, deer and a ram, mm -hmm. you may eat it. The the tame the the impure and the pure together you may eat it meaning you don't worry about your state of purity when you're eating these these animals because whenever you're eating outside the context of the Beit HaMikdash you do not have to be pure I think that's the shot here and be extra careful lest you eat the blood because the blood is the life do not eat the life with the animal I think that maybe the hidden meaning behind not eating the blood of the animal is that we don't want to we don't want to take from what, what is the life-giving force of blood. a creature? It's the blood. So we don't take the blood of the animal and drink it as, as a sign of kind of separating ourselves a little from, from, that, from that nature. We don't want to be like animals. So we'll eat their flesh, but we're not going to eat their life source. We're not going to eat their essence. Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's some depth there. Also, the, why is it rak chazak? Be extra careful to not eat the blood. Uh, the Rashbam says something very interesting. Because... It's very hard not to eat the blood because the blood not only is in the veins, but it gets absorbed into pretty much the yes. veins are everywhere. Yes. So yes. how do you do it? So there are a lot of laws. You have to salt the food yes. and make sure that you extract all the blood. It's not easy. There's and two because types of blood. There's blood that's from the thing and there's blood. Right, right. Blood now there are, halakhic, there are halakhic, if you want to know the halakha behind it, the blood that's, that's uh, whenever you're salting the animal, you're, you're not removing all of the blood. It's impossible. You know, but so there are halakhot, whatever is whatever is in there and doesn't come out, it's it's not forbidden, right? Technically, so I mean there are halakhot that make it possible to eat meat, but the idea because it's so difficult and because blood is so there's so much of it, so it says according to the Rashbam, the pasuk says, be extra careful not to eat the blood because it's so hard, it's so hard because you have to do so much in order to prepare the meat, so we don't we don't have to do the blood nowadays. We don't really worry about it so much because they already salt all of our meat, but whenever we when Rabbi Chaim Shiur. Whenever we were in Rabbi Han Shiur, we always had some meat, something, some we type spend, of meat in the sinks laying around. We, exactly, we spend, it, we spend a lot of time learning how to salt meat properly so that you can eat it in a halakhic way. Okay.
Chazak Baruch. Well, tomorrow again, there's wedding tonight. I don't know what state of mind I'll be in. Okay, uh, I, I promise. I promise I won't be. Let's let's have it not on. What about? You don't have to pay the pressure. What about Sunday? Go I want I want to do I want to do a Sunday class potentially. Uh, again, uh, my concern is that we're starting with Slichot. Yeah. Do you want to just w- maybe start something new right after Slichot yes. so we can get yes. we don't have to get yes. cut off? Slichot's going to make things very difficult. Yes. yes. What do you but mean? Slichot, you have to find a way. Maybe you tap, tap, tap a class and you put it for us on your... Uh, yeah. Uh, like something like that. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I enjoy the face-to-face also. Okay. It's the give and take of the so ideas that gets me excited. Zoom. Zoom maybe later in the evening Let's or see. in the afternoon. That's morning, morning. Don't morning, delay. Yeah, yeah. Don't morning, delay. Yeah. Don't delay. Yeah. In the afternoon, yes. once it starts, it's yeah. Yeah. Let, Let's figure it out. Always something. Always. We finish here normally at 9. 9 okay. o'clock. And we can be home by 9, 10. Yeah, I, 9 o'clock. Yeah, but by no, I mean, I also have to go to work. Yeah, like, uh, to go to work. My brother, okay, think about it. Oh, well, yeah, we'll figure something out. Oh, man, man. 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 Man.